Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. years since we've recorded. You know what? I can explain. <laughs> Sydney, take it away. I had finals. Yes. And I had four finals mm-hmm. for four hour finals. So I was about to say, Sydney, how long were those finals? Four, four hours. hours. So I like, and mind you, like the way law school works is that you only get one grade for the entire class. Mm-hmm. So it was all writing on this four hour exam. So I had to do a lot of studying, so I couldn't record. And then something super traumatic happened after my last exam so I like really couldn't record um you probably have seen it in the news actually I don't know why anyone would have seen it unless you literally go to Columbia yeah they kept um, it kind of down on the low yeah most because they won't literally tell us what happened I had to go digging yeah so basically I was in my final exam and trigger um, warning major oh, yeah, trigger violence warning. and like st- stabbing yeah okay well, okay, well <laughs> that is, sorry that is, I just like literally okay I'm gonna do that <laughs> no, you're but yeah trigger warning violence <laughs> sorry. um and I was taking my torts exam, and they put us on lockdown. And by lockdown, I mean they came into the room screaming and crying, talking about stay calm. Girl, stay calm. You not calm. You freaking me out. Because they just went into a room, and they're like, everyone stop your exams. And we're like, okay. And then everyone's like, why? Like, we're in the middle of a, t- a four-hour exam. And How far into it did you get before this like happened? Like an hour and a half. Okay. So it's only two questions, but it's like 2,000 words per question. Jesus. So, um... They're like, stop your exam. She's like crying, and we're like, hello, like what's wrong? She's like, we're having we're having an emergency in the lobby. Just like, just like close your um, laptop, stop the exam, and just stay here. Mind you, this is how I learned that our like law school does not have the infrastructure for like a lockdown. I don't think because like I don't know about you guys, but in our high school, middle school, like we had like lockdown procedures because well we had a school shooting. But yeah. um, well, I, I mean, yeah, we did too. Yeah. I feel like that's pretty standard. Like. And even, like, before our school shooting, like, there wasn't necessarily, like, infrastructure. Like, there was stuff something in place, like, just to know something's happening. Yeah. I think it was more for, like, weather than, like, um... 
Well, like, you were in violent. Florida. That makes sense. Yeah. Like hurricanes, earthquakes. I don't even know. They don't have earthquakes in Florida. Yeah. Sorry. So even like when we did have our school incident in high school, yeah. like there was something in place. I don't think the law school has that because letting people run into exam rooms and being like, "Stop, everyone! Don't cry or freak out. We're not gonna tell you what's wrong, but sit here." Like obviously we're freaking out. And at NYU, we didn't have any practices like that, right? Do you yeah. remember? And so they like keep. Wait, sorry, what? And at NYU, we didn't have any practices like that. I feel oh, like. Oh no! And I think it's NYU is different in the sense that like there's so many different buildings. But like even in my high school, like my high school had a lot of different buildings, but it was like it was outside. But there was, like, a central bell system that you can use for a lockdown. But, like, NYU, there wouldn't be one because there's so many, like, you know, in Washington, in Washington Square Park, Lord have mercy, the amount of ones we probably would have had. Right. So the only difference is the law school is one building. So I don't know why there was nothing in place. But Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we just stopped our exam. Um, it's never happened before, so I never really knew what was going on. Um, apparently, a woman and a her acquaintance came into the law school building, got to an altercation in the lobby, and someone ended up stabbing the other a lot of times. So there is that happened, and it was really scary because it reminded me of high school and like all this stuff. So that was super traumatic-y. And then I had, they extended our period for doing our exam. We had to do it online now. It was like a whole thing of like, we already solved the questions. Some people took it earlier that day because they had extra time or were going mm-hmm. on like their trips or something. So like they already finished the exam under normal conditions. Like how is it going to be fair? So it was like a lot of back and forth with the law school and students. And then we did end up finishing our exams until Sunday. So it just like pushed a lot of like timelines back. So that's why we couldn't record. But we're back now. Ah, ah, we back. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Back and better than ever. But it was so crazy to like hear about that too because Sydney was kind of texting our group chat as it was happening. And Sydney it likes to lead with like, oh, the way I was so stressed out because you like to lead with like the thing that's happening. But yeah. meanwhile, Chance and I, like she texted in our group chat, like I just heard a blood curling scream, freaking out in the building, whatever. And then I think you guys were being let outside. So you didn't text us for like five minutes. Yeah. And I was like, she's dead. <laughs> I yeah. like, cause you know, my mind always goes to like the worst possible point. And I was with my boyfriend and I literally started shoving, shaking on the floor or sobbing, shaking on the floor. He was like, are you okay? And then you finally, I looked like an idiot. Cause then you texted, oh, we're fine. Like, yeah. we're out of it was like I was trying to call my parents, but yeah. you were answering. Finally got my dad and he was like, I'll call you later. I was like, uh, 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 no, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Before you go. And my grandma called me. It was like, I heard what happened. Girl, how did you hear? I haven't heard. Oh, my so God. So, my grandma got the news on deck. That She got all the apps, all the news alerts. So, she knew before I knew. But That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't see any news articles about it until the next day. But, anywho, I'm so glad you're okay. Oh, my God. I don't know what I would do if anything happened to you. I'm happy that, like, it was an isolated incident also. And, yeah. like, she is, is she in critical condition? She's still alive, right? She's still alive. Okay. My thing is, like, girl, why you got a knife in your purse? Use your words. Like, <laughs> use your words. Conflict escalation needs to be taught to people because people just want to be fighting here. It's kind of crazy. And, like, it makes me so mad just talking about gun control because I just, like, there's, like, a very clear solution. Yeah. People are like, well, you're going to take away my right to the government. <laughs> yes, we are. That's exactly <laughs> what's happening, actually. Also, yes. that amendment was written in a totally different time. Also, it was written at a point where, like, a government takedown or a government overthrow was possible and now look at how much we've progressed you know yeah. you well, were actually over, overthrowing government when they wrote it so. yeah your revolver in your basement is not gonna overthrow the government like you have to relax it's not that deep so on a less serious topic I wanted to so we're recording this on Thursday May 18th I don't know if the episode's gonna be posted today but probably but if it's not just you know travel back in time with me 
I just watched the Vanderpump Rules season finale. Unfortunately, to my deepest upsetness, Sydney does not watch Vanderpump Rules, so I cannot talk about this with her. However, I can yell into this mic, so that I will do, only for a very short time, because all of my girlfriends, literally except for Sydney, watch the show, so I'm hoping that a lot of our audience here watches it. You guys, you guys, you guys, you guys. The moment when Tom was screaming at Ariana for him, like about him cheating on her for seven months after they were in a 10-year relationship, and what broke my heart, because I haven't caught up with the past like three seasons but I did watch season 10 like the or the last season whatever season this is I watched like that and what broke my heart and I didn't know that Ariana had she never wanted kids she never wanted to get married but she made Tom like an appointment where they would go and freeze her eggs so that if he ever wanted to have kids like he could and then she went I was like and this and she really was her, she really was his ride or die because I don't know if you know this, Sydney, but he did concerts and he was like a singer and had a little band. And this man cannot sing. He has no musical talent. His songs are bad. Like he, and everybody kind of thought it was cringy, but now that this whole thing happened with Ariana and everyone's really on Ariana's side, they're boycotting his restaurants. He has two restaurants. They're boycotting his concerts, his music, etc. And he, oh my God, James really said it right. He really does look like a worm with a mustache, one. So him looking up, jumping on that stage, him Jumping up on that stage looking like whatever. Literally just personifies the worm with the mustache statement. He looks a mess. And then she would go to his concerts and just support him so much through all the thick and thin. And they had this uh, agreement, which I actually think is really, really precious. When, and you can appreciate this, Sydney, I think, being in the public eye as well, is they had this agreement where they both started the show together and essentially said no matter what happens in our personal lives, we will never embarrass each other on this TV show. So, like, if you cheat, okay, fine, we're going to break up, but we're not going to talk about it on the TV show. You know, so stuff like that. I don't want to submit you to that kind of public, like, criticism. And My thing is, if you even have to make that agreement, do not be with that person. If you have to make an agreement just in case someone cheats, that means you think they're going to cheat. Yeah, even I if agree. it's one small percent of chance of you thinks that. Well, know? so, guess how Tom and Ariana got together? How? <laughs> they, um... Well, so Tom was dating this girl, Kristen, and he cheated on her with Ariana. Basically, I mean, they only kissed, but still, I, I, to my knowledge, but still, like, the same thing happened. But now Ariana and Kristen are, like, besties. I think it's really cute. And they had this agreement. Basically, Tom broke that agreement because the public basically found out before Ariana did. There were rumors that Tom was cheating on her with Raquel that entire time, but finally, like, it came out on the TV show, and Ariana, Ariana was like, Fuck you, this is the worst thing you could have done. You not only broke our trust in the relationship, but you broke this agreement that we've kept for 10 years. So Tom had already cheated on her once, and she found out. And it came up in the episode, and Ariana defended Tom to the ends of the earth after after knowing that he cheated. Like, she knew that he cheated on her. And not only did she stay in the relationship, you know, which is something to be said there, but she defended him on TV. Like, she was like, he did not cheat. That's, this is an amazing person you're looking at here. Like, Ariana is just genuinely a good person off and on screen. So I think that's why everybody rallied around her so much when this whole scandal came out. And it was really funny because Raquel showed up in, like, the first 10 minutes of this finale episode. And then this it was so dramatic. This dark screen came over and it said Raquel was not available for comment, nor was available to be reached by anybody except for her family. I think she went to a mental health facility, which is, like, good. I mean... 
obviously public perception can be very harmful and like can make, bring you to some pretty dark places so I'm happy she's getting the help she needs but she is a cunt and like she is like just going and getting the help now which is good but it was just funny the way that the tv show broadcasted it on like this black screen it was all very true crimey it was hilarious what do you think about all that because I'm also just like if and I believe this so strongly if you meet someone or get with someone by cheating like by them cheating on their partner what in the world like actually point me to the thing in the world the thought in the world the idea in the world that they would not do the same thing to you like they just showed you who they were and their character in fact they're not loyal or respectful and you think they're magically going to change their behavior and like i was thinking about this a lot this week because also, it kills me because I feel like all the names in that show are just like A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Like, <laughs> like Tom, Raquel, Ariana, and Stacey, and Sarah, and Lena. And I'm like, okay. One of Sydney's really good friends from law school also follows Vanderpump Rules. So Sydney doesn't know all the names. She just yes. doesn't know what the fuck's going That's on. That's not any of the business. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking on this a lot this week because one of my exes somehow reached out back reached back out to me actually two of my exes did and i was like oh not the moon in retrograde <laughs> and i really don't know how this this man is blocked on everything venmo email my school email my nyu email my like diva girl whatever email when i was from when i'm like five um diva girl he's blocked on twitter he's blocked on instagram he's blocked on the crying public instagram he's blocked on my finsta this man only thing he's not blocked on is Facebook, because I don't know how to block someone on Facebook, because I don't go on Facebook. So, I do think it's funny, though, whenever I open my Facebook, I see these little life updates of, like, me and this girl are dating, and I'm kind of like, I didn't realize people still did that, which I thought was interesting, but... Are you 35? (laughs) Yeah, yes, actually, though. Um, The girl is. But, um, (laughs) he DM'd me, and at first I was like, this is so full circle, because the amount of times that I found him getting in contact with his exes in, like, very weird ways, like, DMing them off of, like, Instagram, like, whatever, he would always get back in contact with them when we were together and be like, oh, I'm just checking in on them. But I knew it was, like, a way for him to, like, you know, try and get back in there. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, not you doing this to the girl that you cheated on me with. Like, you're doing the exact same behavior you did with me with her. And, like, as much as, like, he didn't mean a lot to me in, like, the four years we were together, it's, like... I genuinely, well, one, I don't feel any ill will towards the girl because she probably didn't know we were together because he's a pathological liar. He probably, she probably still doesn't know. And honestly, I would never wish how he treated me onto anyone, no matter who the person is, even if she did know that he was with me. And so, like, I did genuinely, genuinely pray and hope that somehow he woke up one day and decided to stop being an awful person and, like, learn loyalty and respect and how to treat a woman. Like, I honestly do wish that that's what happened and like he does treat her well but this just showed me that like he's the exact same person and i do feel really bad for her it's no longer my business or concern so i'm not getting involved in terms of like letting her know or anything but i think it just reminded me that like cheaters will always cheat most of the time and like so many toxic behaviors that we see in people that we try and like come up with excuses for they're always going to be that's just who they are you know sometimes that's hard to accept and i would love to believe like uh, the topic of this episode that way to pull it back it's right person wrong times i would say like oh like maybe him and i would get back together when we're all like literally glitched i of course like hopes that like 
if we got older, he was already old as hell, so I don't know what his excuse was. Yeah. But we'd get back together, like, after I got out of law school or something, and, like, we'd just be in di- different places and have, like, a new level of respect for each other, and maybe it would work out. Like, we would end up together. But I think I just realized that there really is no such thing as right person, wrong time, because if you really did respect that person or value that person or want that person or prioritize that person, like, you would find ways to change whatever the circumstances or the issue is to make things work if you actually wanted to be with them, you know? It's like, leaving it up to fate or hoping that the world cos- cosmic, co- what's the word? Cosmic. Like, kismet. Like, kismet. Kismetically. Ki- ooh. I don't think that's a word, but the English language is always changing. Yes. Kismetically come into the perfect alignment for us to be back together. That does happen for some people, but that's usually just a product of their own, like, efforts you know yeah so i'm just like a very strong proponent of like if it was meant to be it would have been and like and if they wanted to they would have exactly and like i have an asterisk between if they wanted to they would have because like sometimes things do happen but like part of me in my head was like this might not make any sense when i say it out loud i think about this a lot like if they wanted to they would there are times when i do want to but i don't because i'm embarrassed like i don't want to text them first like why would i do that and then tell me, like, if you wanted to, they would. But that's what I'm saying. So, you like, you don't want to, so you didn't. You know what I mean? No, but I wanted to. Or I just didn't because I was scared. Well, so the scaredness made you not, it made this, you being scared made you not want to. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, I it's think... not that it's your fault. It's just, like, in the end, it's, like, you might have, and also feelings are complicated. Like, you can want to do something and not want to do something at the same time. Yeah. You know, it's not, life isn't always that simple. But to me, I also have an asterisk in the first, on the first phrase, um, wrong person, right right person wrong time I think that might only apply to young young people so I'm talking like I'm talking upper middle school lower high school or even all of high school because you're still living with your parents your brain is definitely not anywhere near fully developed yet I think maybe that can apply and then also you're moving away from your hometown to go to college so really the phrase um even if they wanted to they would not necessarily because going to college is out of someone's control so it's stuff like that where I think that asterisk also comes into play um and you know you could be dating I've heard the story actually a lot of people who are married now um and who are in very healthy relationships who were together in college had I mean in high school had to separate for college and then found each other again after that so I think maybe right person wrong time could apply there perhaps in some cases but normally, totally not. You know, I, I, as someone who doesn't believe in like fate or you know universal influence, I think that wrong, right person, wrong time, is just a way to justify. It's a, it's a way to put reasoning on something that you can't necessarily control or find reasoning with. It's a way to get closure when in reality you should be finding that within yourself, not relying on some cosmic balance to, you know, define your, you know, what could have been. I think it's kind of a cop out. I agree because. For example, like, after all of my ex stuff happened, I was in one of those head spaces <laughs> that I'm actually currently in as well, is where I'm like, I don't want a man to look at me or touch me. Like, I'm so good with being alone. Actually, I kind of do want to wait from right now, but that's just, that's a whole other thing. Again, feelings are complicated. You yeah. can like, you can like the single life, but also kind of I want to be, be looking for that connection again. I want to be single with a boyfriend. And I'm even single. <laughs> <laughs> not even single. And in these cases, the feelings are very complicated. <laughs> not even single because I want to flirt with other guys, but I just like don't want my emotions to be tied to someone's behavior. But at the same time, I do want a cute little boyfriend to go on little dates with. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation. Um, <laughs> I have my acrylics back on. I just feel like 
it just like feels like my personality is back. I'm so sad. I want my acrylics. I'm so dead. I wanted to get square because I was like, let me change it up a little bit. And then my nail girl was like, no. I was like, okay. She's like, you have chunky fingers. I was like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Nail lady. So I got coffin. Anyway, um, that was like so many side stories. What were we talking about? Oh, yes. So like, um, I was very much in that headspace of like, I don't want anyone to look at me or touch me. Like, I'm so tired of being hurt by men. Like, it's giving me, myself, and I 2022. And then um, someone who like actually was kind of my best friend in asterisk, question mark, um, I ended up getting like very, 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 very deep feelings for which, like, somehow I had more feelings for him than I did for my, like, long-term relationship, which I was, like, obsessed with him. So that was a little scary. Um, it was very much like a situationship um, that lasted for, like, a semester or a few months. And I think my in my head the whole time, because we kept saying it to each other, that it was, like, very much, like, right person, wrong time. Like, oh, we see ourselves being together, like, five years from now. Or, like, after law school. Like, we just have to, like, get through whatever. Like, he's going through something. I'm going through something. Like, we'll work it out eventually. And we would always say that. And then back in my head, like, I get, that gave me so much hope. And he gave me excuse after excuse after excuse. That's, like, why you couldn't commit to me now. Including some very just, like, outlandish excuses that, like, I just don't even believe. Like, I'm actually mad at myself for sitting there listening to it. Um, only for him to turn around and start dating someone, like, actually two weeks later. Some random girl. And so a lot of excuses he gave me was, like, oh, you can't understand my culture, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, ugh, whatever. Anyway. I just hate that I let myself be, like, dragged into that idea of, like, oh, like, the world will work it out. Like, when he's ready, I'll be here. We'll work out. No. All these excuses given me as to why I can't be together were exactly that. Excuses. If he wanted to, he could have addressed every single one of these things because he did with this girl. So I think it's just a way of telling someone I do not want to be with you. Mm-hmm. And I think people are scared to be honest about their feelings nowadays. Either that or they're just too honest. Um, so I've seen some TikToks where guys are like, I actually hate your face. I want to cheat on you. And I'm like, why would you say that? <laughs> Especially in writing. Are you crazy? Yeah. So I think that when people do use that excuse, it's just a way for them um, to kind of say what they want to say without actually saying it. Like, you're just too scared to say it's not going to work out or like, I'm not going to do the work necessary to make this work. Yeah, agreed. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, that also brings me back to Vanderpump Rules because, ah, um, Ariana and, like, her friend were sitting, because, so, Tom and Ariana have a house together, which, again, whole other level of fucked up, and Ariana and her friend are sitting on the couch. Ariana, Tom is not there at this point. Ariana is ripping Tom a new one. She's saying he's ugly, he gives her the ick, he's an awful person, he's the worst, he's the C-word, etc. And then Tom is there the whole time just in the other room. So you just see him. It's like the first scene of the finale episode too. And you see him just walk around the corner like, and Ariana looks at him and then he goes to the kitchen to get a snack. And he goes, this is so funny. He goes, do you want anything? Obviously, he's feeling dejected because he just heard his ex call him ugly and stuff. I mean, she probably ate that a little bit. but we No, no, she did. She ate. She ate. Uh, so he went to go get a snack and then asked her, do you want anything? She looks at him, does not skip a beat. I feel like this is something you would do, Sydney, except probably. maybe not. She looks at him, doesn't even skip a beat with the smoothest tenor of her voice, looks at him and goes, for you to die. Oh. And she, I have never laughed so hard. <laughs> I probably would have thought it, but I probably wouldn't have said it. <laughs> yes, yes. I think it's something you might have crossed. What's the mind. meanest thing you've ever said to a guy, like in a fight? The meanest thing I've ever said to a guy is that he never made, he never gave me a pleasure. I'm trying to think of a good way to say it. You, know, yeah. you guys can pick up what I'm putting down. I mean, is that it mean if it's true? Well, yeah, it definitely wasn't true, but oh, wait. Wait, no, I'm sorry, I can't. So I actually can't say the meanest thing I've ever said to a guy because if he listened, he would know, and I don't really feel comfortable with that. But, like, that's not even necessarily mean because, like, I know, he couldn't. I know, I know, still. I, yeah, it was, it's always awkward saying that to someone's face. But anyway, um, so I just off mic said the meanest thing I've ever said to someone, and Cindy said it's not mean if it's true. <laughs> Mine, I told my ex that he was rotten to the core. I feel like that's not that mean either. No, that's but like, like a in Descendants the, in the moment, song. no, girl. I hadn't, I had it in my notes for so long. I was like, <laughs> next time he pisses me off, I'm not gonna time to tell him this. And I sat there, and he's literally okay. Story time. Okay. Um, he went on a boy trip to Vegas, and I knew, I knew that he was gonna cheat on me. So I did what any smart woman would do. 
I put a box of um, like unopened condoms, um, condoms in his suitcase. Just so you know, I know that they're there. I know there because if you're gonna cheat on me, at least be protected. And then <laughs> that is so funny, Sydney. I'm pretty sure I told this story on the podcast before. But anyway, I unpacked his bag when he got back, and the box was no longer wrapped, so I knew that it had been used. And so I just blew up on him. I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. I remember sitting on his bed, and he was just laying there with the like no look on his face. Like he could not care less. He just sitting there with like a like a flat look on his face. I'm saying every single insult that I have been keeping in the notes app since the first week we started dating. And Ron's the core kind of like was like the end point. And when I said that, he started boohoo crying. Why would you say that? This is literally so mean. Because uh, I meant it, actually. Because I like, meant it. How are you such a bad person or like so unempathetic that you do not care about hurting someone? Like you go into situations with the intention of hurting someone for what? 25 minutes of whatever that's five minutes but they're dating now so maybe they work out oh my god i will never forget this one time freshman year of college i was in this little friend group and i had only hung out with this friend so friend group very loose term because i had only hung out with these girls in the friend group for one night it's not like we bonded or anything like we literally just hung out and drank together at a party and then this guy that they were friends with i had known from before and one of the girls in the group the night before had said that he was hot. And I was like, okay. And then the next day, I got with him. Because guess what? I thought he was hot too. And I told her I thought that the night before. And then they all took it upon themselves to sit me down the next day and rip, like, actually three new buttholes into my butt. I, don't, I, don't yeah, know. I was like, I don't really know where this is going. <laughs> they, they ripped it so far and so wide. It was disgusting. They called me, like, a psychopath. It was nuts. So when I think about that, and then I think about your ex, and then I think about my ex, and then I think about Tom and Ariana and Raquel, who Ariana and Raquel were literally best friends. It's just so funny. Perspective is everything. Like, it's just so crazy. Wait. I can't even deal with it. Follow-up question. What's the meanest thing a man's ever said to you? I actually have an entire folder, and it's all from the same person. If you don't remember, or if you haven't been listening to the podcast for a long time, hi, this is Sarah. I'm a very sexual person, and I have <laughs> Sorry, no that introduction like that. actually yes. sent me to the moon. <laughs> I have no problem hiding that, or I'm very confident in my sexuality, and I don't care. Um, obviously, I'm not going to divulge, but, you know, that's just who I am. And my ex, a big problem that me and him had was um, he was not as sexual as I am, which was not the issue. It was totally fine. We dated for two and a half years, so it was fine. And at the end of our relationship, I think when I said that I wanted a break, he said, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was something like, I hardly want to have, I never want to have, or it was like, I hardly ever want to have sex with you anymore. I don't find you sexy, something like that. And I have never been so offended in my life. In, in, he was trying to, cause I was, um, addressing some problems and he was like, I just literally don't find you like sexy in that way. I think he thought of me more as like a friend and life partner rather than a sexual being. And I would prefer to be viewed as a sexual being in addition to a friend and a lifelong partner in my relationship. I think mm-hmm. that is a very important thing. At least it is to me. And I kind of want my partner to think so as well. So um, whether or n- it doesn't really matter how sexual you are. It's how you make me feel. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think 
it was his first relationship and I think that it was really hard for him to understand and me being the sexual person I am hearing that I wasn't sexy never been told that in my life I've never been called ugly by a guy who I was dating and I know it's not exactly what he said but hearing that That's I have my like, ego yeah. was never it's never been more bruised yeah. I was so upset because it's someone who I cared about someone who I thought I was going to marry and like I've never loved anybody as much as I loved my current my like most recent ex so hearing that literally felt like I got shot in the heart and it went up my throat and down my asshole I'm actually so <laughs> glad you didn't marry him because girl the acting I would have had to do with that wedding I'd have been like I love him <laughs> a lot you know and even though yeah. anyway <laughs> I'm actually very glad that none of us none of my friends have married their exes because yeah. they're all ugh. Especially, you know that one ex who you know that you thought about the most walking down the aisle to. I'm so happy that that person for all of us will never be the person that we marry. Yeah. No, because if I married my ex, do you know how embarrassing that would have been? Yes. Everyone in I really that room would have known how crazy this man treated me and I let him marry me. Ew. <laughs> um, yeah, wait, Minus Xavier said to me. Actually, I have an entire folder because it got so bad that I was like, I have to keep evidence of this because no one's ever going to believe me. Is the folder open right now or do you just have it I just it went deck? through it. That's what I was doing. Oh, okay, really? <laughs> um, I think the amazing thing I said to me was that I was going to die alone. And this is all in one message. Okay. I was going to die alone, that I was unlovable, and that um, I was unbearably unstable. I saw this text message, by the way, in the flesh as he was sending it. So this is, she's not exaggerating, What the crazy thing is, we weren't even fighting. He just said that. I was like, okay. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> la, la, la. <laughs> So, yeah. Oh, yeah. What do you, so that was that the meanest thing, or do you have any other ones in your book? I said so many things, but I don't think that, that one just, like, extra stung, because yeah. we weren't even fighting. He just said that. I was like, okay. Something that stung for me was my high school boyfriend, who I dated senior year, when he cheated on me, he yelled at me for it as well. He said, um, what he's because me and him were in this big, big fight. Oh, my God, it was senior week. Do you guys remember senior week? But he was so mad at me, because I wouldn't out as you know to politely say it because we were in a fight so I'm not gonna like if I'm mad at you and obviously and like duh and he cheated on me when we were having that fight about something completely separate completely separate and I yelled at him and he yelled at me three times like harder like he was so mad at me I was like (laughs) men sometimes I don't know I can't my high school ex cheated on me. He told me that it was my fault because I made him feel confident. That is the winner. I was like, I don't know. Ding, ding, ding. I don't know if you like thought about that beforehand and like thought that was a good thing to say or if you came up with it in the moment. I don't know which is worse. But after he said that, I was like, actually, be for real. There's no way you just said that to me. You actually sound crazy. <laughs> you were too nice to me, so I cheated on you. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, what? He's like, made me feel good about myself. So you decided to then go and get, okay. That's so funny. Um... I was going to say something else about Raquel. I know you guys might be sick of me, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Raquel, what happened with you do? It reminds me of Raquel, Raquel from Barbie Dreamhouse. Yes. Oh, what a great show. I unironically watched no, that show. I unironically love that show. It's so good. My favorite episode is one where, like, Ken is like, I have no purpose in life. So he goes and tries, like, all of these, like, different careers. Like, he's an astronaut. He's a chef. And he, like, hates all of them. Or he's, like, really bad at them. And then at the end of the episode, he's, like, really sad because he's, like, Sorry to spoil it. He was like, I'm really sad because, like, I have no, nothing, like, no special talents. Like, I have nothing to, like, work for. Like, there's nothing special about me. And then Barbie's like, can you open this jar, Ken? And he opens it. And, and it's like, that's dun, his dun, purpose. Dun, that's his purpose. 
<laughs> and it sends me. Are you very excited for the new Barbie movie? Like, unironically, yes. Yes. I don't like Ryan Gosling as kid. Me neither. I think younger Ryan Gosling would have been awesome. And this is not, guys, I'm, I'm not being ageist. But guys, I'm not. Is really, it? I'm not. But Margot Robbie, to me, it's just the um, the balance is a little bit weird because Margot Robbie is so much younger than Ryan. It does just look. It looks a little it looks off. A little weird, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like it might be bad. If it's bad, I'm gonna be upset. Oh, I hope it's not bad. Speaking of Barbie, Sydney and I on Monday went to the official Barbie cafe in New York. It was really, really fun. It was ran. It was ran. It was run. It was We're put really on <laughs> by the company Bucket Listers, and it's in Fida. It's really, really fun. You guys should go if you can. But Cindy and I were invited to the opening, and it was the funniest thing ever. The people people came up. I thought I was being extra by wearing a pink top. People showed up in costumes. Costume, okay. They had costume yeah. changes. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And those big old cameras, and then yes. the, the, the stadium sports lights. I was like, okay, let's calm down a little bit. Um... So yeah, that was fun. Yeah. And then also speaking about movies, I've never been this excited for like a bunch of movies to come out. Like it's giving summer twenty sixteen. This summer is the summer of movies. Like Little Mermaid's coming out. My dad texted me and was like, Hey Sid, wanna go see Little Mermaid with me? I was Aww. like, Oh, I'm twenty three. That's so nice. But okay. You're I couldn't tell if he was joking. I was like, Okay. You're not twenty three. Ho. I've actually been telling everyone I'm 23, which is going to be a problem because my birthday's coming up soon. They're like, oh, you're 24. I'm like, yeah. But like, this guy I went on a date with today, he was like, I was like, oh, how old are you? Because he was talking about his sister so young and she's 20. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, how old are you? And he was like, I'm turning 30 in August. How about you? I was like, well, I'm 23. Which is going to be kind of scary because my birthday is in July. And he's going to see this my birthday. It's also coming up soon. Like, you can't hide it. As you guys say. I've, or I've, no, no. I've already figured it out. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm not about this while we were at the date. I planned all of this. Um, I'm going to get a cake. And actually, no. Someone, someone's going to get a cake for me. And when I get my... You know who's going to get cake. that cake for you. Don't even play around like it's not going to be me who gets the cake. You're going to have to figure out how to not put my age on the cake. <laughs> So like happy Jordan year or cancer baby oh, that might come off yeah Ooh, or like these other like Gemini baby cakes those yes. are cute I guess ugh, why do my sign have to be the one that's weird sounding and then yeah. we're gonna be like birthday girl ah but like you can't put my name we can't put my age on it what about just happy birthday Sydney yes okay just no 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 birthday candle, no number candles and anyone who posts for me no 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 Jordan year no 23, no, no, don't need to talk about my age. This is my birthday. And then he'll never know unless we get married. And I legally have to tell him. <laughs> I do love him, though. Yes, and he went on a date today and it went really well. No, I don't even know if it, technically, it was a date for me. No. <laughs> I don't know if it was oh. for him. But yeah, I could marry him, I fear. You're in love, you fear? I'm most people, like, I will know from the first date if I'm going to be with you or not. That's so not me. I take convincing. Like, if you're dating me, you actually have to... Because I love being single. Guys, you guys, you guys, you guys. I love being single, like, an absurd amount. So, if you want to date me, if I ever break up with my man, this is for all future men. If you want to date me, you have to actually convince me to love you. I'm so dead. It takes a lot. Um, but my man's perfect, so that's how he convinced me. Anyway, uh-huh. this is actually funny because I wanted to talk about this and you were talking about the age thing. One of the first times my man and I went out, this was in like 
August or September of last year, we went to this club in the East Village and we're standing in this long ass line and it's a 23 and up club and I'm 22. And a lot of clubs, that's like a loose um, age uh, rule. Like at Common Ground, technically it's a 25 and up club, but if it it's like a slow night or something, they are, you know, they're like fine with letting people who are like 21 and like in that range in. I also just like don't get that. Yeah. Like why do that? It's very weird, I guess, to kind of weed out the fake IDs, but then it's like, okay, what if you're actually 21? Okay, yeah. anyway. So we're in this line, and the bouncer comes, like, through the line and is like, okay, if you're, you know, under 23, you can't come in. And my man's 25, so he looked at me, and he was like, okay, we're fine. He thought I was his age. So he goes, okay, we're fine, perfect. And everybody started to, like, leave the line because I guess it was a lot of younger people. And I looked at him, I go, no, we're not. He's like, wait, aren't you the same age as Chance, who's our roommate, who was, like, dating his friend at the time, so he knew her. And I go, yeah, we're both where I said, she's 23. He said, oh, okay, so you're 23. I said, not quite. Okay. <laughs> I'm 22. I'm dead. He thought my roommate was 25, and then 23 was hard for him. Like, I said, no, she's 23, and he went, ooh, okay. Well, then you're still fine, because it's a 23 and up club. I said, no, no. <laughs> I mean, you're younger than her. <laughs> he goes, because ah, his younger brother is a year older than me, so I think it's... I don't know if that's weird for people. Like, I don't he, care. The face looked like... The, like it looked like he had seen a ghost but then we went and he had a good time anyway <laughs> the thing is like I only date guys older than my sister who's three years older than me like actually ugh, the one the guy I was just talking about I just talked about a lot of guys the guy who you went on just, a date with today no oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the guy that I had a situation with is the only guy I've ever dated who's younger than me whoa he's younger than you granted he's younger than me by um, a month. Wait, that's not true. Yeah. Uh-uh, Vegas guy. Or is he your age? He's a month older. Oh, wow. Big spender. I was like, <laughs> ew, am I a cougar? <laughs> this is a man child. Um, but yeah, he's a month younger than me. Yeah. And that was like too much. And he always says talk about like, I love to date older women. Uh, you need to work on acting your own age first. Yeah. But I did date one guy who was a month older than me. I just did not like dating guys my age because I feel like guys mature so much more slowly. And, like, I think it's perfect to date a guy older. Like, I usually date because I'm 22. Actually, I'm sorry. I'm 23. I will be relatively soon. Whatever. So, you're 22. <laughs> whatever. I'm 22. Um, whatever. I'm some age between the age of 22 and 23. <laughs> and I tend to date guys that are like 25 to 29 because I think that because I'm in law school like I wouldn't like ideally well ideally I would get married in three years so like after I graduate law school and after I've worked for a year so I have like enough money to like get myself like a nice wedding and then two more years of like really focusing on my career and my marriage before having kids so it's like a five to six year timeline which I feel like men aren't ready to start films until they're like 35 36 34. So that puts us in the perfect range to be on the same page. Yes. So I don't like dating guys my age because one, they're annoying and they're immature. And then two... Man, you pregnant is going to be something no. else. If I get pregnant nose, I'm actually suing someone. <laughs> I mean, you with the cravings and the mood swings, especially. Uh, no, the mood swings, actually, everyone get out of my way. So I'm, I'm going to be, be so scary. scared. No, because they're going to be like, time to give birth. I'm going to say, nope. <laughs> 
I'm oh not pushing. No, I'm not doing that. I was like, it hurts. Oh. Chance and her mood swings are going to be funny, too. Yeah. It's like, I have no, <laughs> I have really low pain tolerance. That's a little bit scary. Um, Me with my mood swings is going to be funny because I'm usually this very happy, bubbly person. So if I ever get pregnant, I'm going to have, I feel these insane mood swings. And the thing is, like, it's already, working out now already sucks. How the frick? I'm going to bounce back from pregnancy. Oh, and he's one of those ones where it's like cute little like, oh my God, is she pregnant or is she bloated? But I know, I just know myself. I know myself so well. And I'm going to be large, like really, that's me. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be huge. I already know I'm going to be. Pushing a watermelon through a keyhole is a lot of work. And I feel like, give yourself grace. You know what I mean? But I feel like that work, you should learn, you should lose a lot of calories when you do that. <laughs> I feel like scientifically. You would think. Scientifically, <laughs> you would think that makes sense. So what I didn't know is how much longer after you give birth you still have your pregnancy tummy. Oh I didn't God, know stop. that. Oh my making nauseous. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't I know that. I see it on TikTok. Yeah, I really didn't know that. I, it was like a long, it's a long time. I never realized that. So. You know, people, All you mommies out there, I'm just, so much respect. I'm just so scared. Some people have like pregnancy glow, but I don't think I'll be one of those people. If you have glow, it's going to be sweat from morning yes, sickness. Literally. <laughs> That's what I feel for myself. I really hope I don't get more sickness. But you know what? It's a beautiful thing to experience. I just hope that I have a good partner to go through it with. I have a very cynical view on pregnancy. As much respect as I have for mothers out there, especially because I'm so close with my own mom, I, for myself, I have a very cynical view of pregnancy. I feel like everything's going to go wrong and just all this stuff. Um, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know. That's something that's so weird that you don't like. Okay, not, no offense to you. you I think it's so weird people don't like children. Like, they're, you were once a child. Like, and I was just, annoying as like they're just small humans. And they're annoying. And they're the same. And they're loud and they poop. And they're the same ones that are like, if I like, if I don't like dogs. Oh my gosh! Like you literally have no heart and no soul. You That's don't mean. like your own kind, and you're yeah. worried about me liking this dog. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. Yeah. No, that's how it is sometimes. I also think because dogs can't speak, so they're oh, just they can they can bark, <laughs> they can yell. But if you're from a dog, well, I guess, so actually this kind of makes sense because I was just about to say if you're from a dog family, the barking will bother you. But also, you know what's interesting? I feel like if you have siblings, the crying and the screaming doesn't bother you because you're so used to it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So older or younger siblings and uh, you have younger siblings, Chance is a younger sibling and I don't have any siblings. So I think for me, um, I just, I'm like, ugh, well, I don't know. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to believe in a lot of spiritual stuff. So I used to be religious when I was younger, and then I used to be very spiritual in college. And now I'm just very agnostic. And I don't, like, while I do believe personally there's a higher power out there to some extent, I don't believe that they control my fate. I do kind of believe in karma, but... For me, karma is not spiritual. I know it is for a lot of people, but for me, it's literally just as simple as what comes around comes around. I don't think it's like some cosmic like, uh, but I do think that if you're a bad person, it just so happens that bad things will happen to you as well. You know what I mean? Because you're like that negative energy, I guess, is a better way to describe it. We'll just come back and bite you in the ass. What do you think about that? Like, I believe in karma. I just wish that there was some sort of like submission center for her. Right. Or like, I respect the work that you do. Not trying to like trample on that. Yeah. I just do believe that like this one deserves like a little bit more, you know? Like, here, let me allow you some suggestions. <laughs> like, I would love to do that. Cause some people, I'm kind of like, there's no way you just like, like both actually, the last two people I've dated, mm-hmm. sex situationship and relationship, um, there's no way that you dogged me for that long and it's got into a perfect relationship. I just don't think that's. Um, possible or fair so you know like you know, what goes around comes around that's all I gotta say do you know the song I hope by Gabby Barrett no the, the song where it's like um I hope okay because <laughs> <laughs> I hope you dance no okay <laughs> well it's a country song to me that's why you don't know it um it's she's just saying in the song that she hopes for her ex 
to fall in love, find the perfect woman, spend all of his money on this ring for her, and then she hopes that she cheats on him like he did on her, basically. And I would just like to emphasize that, like you do in an iMessage text, and then retweet that. And then also repost that on LinkedIn. Like, I just really like... Like, on the surface, I actually really do hope that everyone is happy and things work out for everyone and, and that, like, the world is perfect and... That's good for you. ...and smileys, but... <laughs> a part of me that's like... I really respect you, you for did that, me, honestly. You did me wrong. Mm-hmm. So maybe... Maybe... Someone will do you wrong. I do wish people well, just to an extent, you know? Like, I wish that there was food on their table and that they survive but (laughs) yeah yeah truly I would never wish death or torture or pain on anyone really like physical pain but I feel like sometimes it it seems only fair that you cause me so much emotional pain for zero reason that I kind of hope you feel a little bit of a taste of your own medicine does that make sense I think that's only human I think though I think it's more so for me not because I want them to be hurt Mm -hmm. But I just finally want them to understand the like how their actions feel. Yes, you know, because like for so for so much of it, there's no remorse or like, oh my, you're being dramatic. Get over it. But like, if you felt the pain that I felt, maybe you'd understand. You know. So, yeah. So, would it be fair to say that you want them not necessarily to feel the pain, but the empathy? You like ordinate. (laughs) You know, like a little bit. I think while it's totally human to think stuff like that, it is also really important to say, and Sydney and I talk about this all the time, especially when I know, for example, I'm feeling a certain type of way about something and the feelings are a little prolonged. Sydney always will tell me to, you know, indifference. She will tell me that indifference is like better to feel than hate. Does that make sense? Like it's healthier for you. It keeps your sanity and it is selfish in the best way. It's like, not even thinking about that person is the best revenge. Like, that's, like, where I'm at now. I'm thinking of all of my past relationships is why I feel ready to date again. And, like, I feel ready, but also not ready. Like, I feel ready in the sense of, like, I want to meet someone and, like, have someone in my life that I, I view in that way. But at the same time, like, I'm not ready because I don't want to, like, go back on my progress and give myself or give someone else emotional power over me. But I think that in terms of, like, people have done me wrong in the past or, like, I've probably had, like, two, like, big relationships that really affected me. I feel indifferent towards both of them now. And, like, they both have girlfriends now. I'm, like, good for them. I would never wish how they treated me upon those girls because, like, those girls are in the same position that I was. Like, they're innocent, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's, like, I can recognize that, like, they did me wrong. They don't deserve access to me. And leave it at that, you know? Like, I'm just glad that even though it took me like X amount of time to get away from that situation, I did get away. And like, that's the most important thing to me. And like, all I can do is use what they did to me to like better understand myself, better grow and like my understanding of myself. So now that I'm in a good place where like, I know what I want out of a relationship. And like, I know that what those people did to me is limited to them. It's not going to happen with every single guy that I meet. Like, I feel like I'm in a better mental place now. So like, I've done the lessons. I've done the soul searching, whatever. I know they haven't, but that's not my business or my concern. So that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, I like that a lot. I also think that if you are, if your brain is focused on revenge or hatred, the best way to kind of satisfy that urge is to rechannel that energy on yourself in a positive way. You know, it's to like when Ariana for her breakup went to Lisa Vanderpump for advice, Lisa is like the conglomerate who owns the restaurants that all these people work at. Um, when she went to her for advice, Lisa was saying, 
I know you're sad right now, but good things will come for you. Like, just think of the light that is coming your way because of the hardship you just had to go through for 10 years, like down the drain. Can't even imagine what that's like. But Lisa advised Ariana to really focus on the positive energy that's coming her way. Everyone is on her side, you know, about this, which they should be in my opinion, but... Uh, I think Lisa was like focused on like the positive energy you're getting and just think about the light that's coming your way. Like there's something big and good that's coming for you. You just have to wait for it. And like in situations like that, like even though it's hard and like no matter what anyone says to advice wise, it's going to be freaking annoying because like I just got cheated on for someone else with 10 years yeah. like, in her situation. But I think that like the best thing you can tell yourself in those situations is that like at least thank God, thank whoever you believe in that you're not with that person anymore. Yeah. Like, you might be sad that, like, it's happening publicly and, like, you just found out. But at least you're not living in, like, in a situation where, like, you think that you're in a good relationship or you're happy and they're doing the stuff behind your back. At least you know and you're out of it now. Like, you can only go up from there, you know? And one thing that she said that kind of resounded with me from my last breakup is she said, I want to miss him and I do miss him, but I feel like I'm missing a version of him that never existed. Yeah. And to me, that rings so true. I felt very similar feelings in my last breakup, especially. And I think, Persony's point, think about that. And I know that might make you feel a little bit stupid because I know it did for me. Like, I was in love with someone who, like, wasn't even there, basically. But don't think of it like that. You have to give yourself grace and recognize that that's the mask they put on. That is not your fault that they portrayed a certain version of themselves to you. And you fell in love with that version. That is, ne- that is never your fault. Oh and God. you are not stupid, you know? That just shows, like, your capacity to love, you know? Like, that's it shows they're a psycho. And I think that, I mean, I'm not calling my ex a psycho because he wasn't. But I'm saying that, like, that form of masking is really, really hard to get over. But just think about that. Like, that person who you did, it, it, it's... While it can make you feel stupid sometimes, it is kind of a form of comfort where it's like, the person I was in love with, I can't miss him because he was never really there. That's why I try to, like, decenter them from the feeling. Yes! In the sense that, like, yeah, it sucks to hurt someone, like, you don't think was there or, like, didn't treat you the way you thought that they did. But at the same time, that just shows how much love you have to give. You just gave it, just not to the right person. And there are, you know, that version who you thought you fell in love with of that person that was never really there? That's out there. Yeah. Amazing guys do exist, and once you mm-hmm. find, Asterisk, question yeah, mark, maybe where they you at? don't know yet. New York, the, the so. still out. But once you do find a really good guy, or not, okay, I'm gonna rephrase that because you know, don't try to find shit. But in your next healthy relationship, you're gonna realize if a relationship is you know your journey, you're gonna realize that good men do exist, and you're just gonna look back and say, like Sydney said, thank God that I got out of that when yeah. I did because what good I have in my life, I would have never had if I didn't. Good man. Pending. <laughs> I might move to France. Oh, thinking, take me with you. I was thinking about today. Okay. Like, after I, like, worked for a few years, like, I don't speak French. And I don't know anyone in France. Ooh, Sydney in Paris. But, moment. we baguette. You might catch me there. <laughs> uh, so, in conclusion, we think that the right person, wrong time, very questionable. We think that if they wanted to, they would is true with a slight asterisk and we also think that the right person right time do we ever talk about the right person right time i think we all just i think that kind of led us into the conversation of the cosmic universe and how much of an influence we think that actually has on our lives so hope you guys love this episode we sure love you and we're happy to be back expect another episode next week or maybe a couple in between because we got to catch up uh we love you make sure to follow us on tiktok and instagram at crying in public podcast and you can listen to us on spotify apple Podcasts, and iheart goodbye
Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.